What is up, everybody? We've got another great episode of the 3 and D podcast. I'm Mark King. I am Joseph Walter. We got Joe on the road today. Joe on the road. Uh, he's 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 out traveling, so but we're still here. So we're gonna have a great podcast. That's okay. We're gonna talk, talk uh, lots of cool stuff. Lots of things happened in the last day in a in the last twenty four hours for the Grizzlies. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. But as always, we're gonna get first to our NBA news. Uh, we don't have a whole lot today. Just a few things to talk about. Uh, this is just kind of coming out right as we kind of started the podcast, or probably I don't know, four hours ago maybe. Um, Earl Watson got fired after starting 0-3 from the Phoenix Suns, and it doesn't look like Eric Eric Bledsoe wants to be there anymore. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's weird. I mean, 0-3, why not just just fire him in the preseason, I guess in the offseason? I I don't know. That's a really short lease for me, I guess, 0-3. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. If, if, if he's already got that short at least, he should have just done it at the end of last year. You know, what's, what's the point in bringing in and putting having a head coach put in his system and, you know, everything in the offseason and then three games in? They're like, eh, I think we're done with this. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense for me. But uh, that is where we're at right now. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I personally thought they had a good roster. I, I don't know. We'll We'll see. Um, young. yeah, they're, they're very oh, young, man, you know, man. I would say they're probably like the wolves with that scenario where, you know, it's a real thing to learn how to win. You know, the wolves went through that. Like last year, everybody thought the wolves were going to be great and they weren't, you know, but like it takes a real, it takes, it's, it's a real thing to learn how to win in the NBA. So maybe that's it. I don't know, but we'll find out soon. I yeah. guess. I mean, well, I remember last season, you know, the, the, the T-Wolves, their over-under win total was like 50 or something like that. They didn't get anywhere close. You know, it's, they're just they're such a young team, you know, with a lot of really young talent. But it, it takes a long time to learn how to consistently win in the NBA. And I, I think it's a pretty – I don't know. It's, it's a, not a move that I would be happy with if I was a Phoenix Sun fan. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, it. I would – I think I would probably be pretty – unhappy at the moment um also Kyrie irving got five twenty-five thousand dollars for talking trash to a fan um so that's interesting you know what's not interesting is didn't didn't i, I could have swore that boogie cousins talked trash to one of the grizzlies fans when they played them at home but maybe i'm mistaken i don't know but i, I could have swore that that happened i know that the fan was yelling at Boogie, and I thought the Boogie yelled some stuff back. Uh, I think that they, they, it was more like an F you and then a kind of F you back kind of thing. Uh, but Kyrie Irving fined $25,000 for talking shit to a fan. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, he's, I think that telling a fan to S your D is probably worth a $25,000 fine if I had to guess. So you, you think that... You think it's like it's worth for him, like it's worth it for him to be able to say that, and like you think that's like the twenty five thousand dollars not a big deal for him. Like he would do it again. You think so? Let me uh, ask. Would, would uh, you I would you pay twenty five thousand dollars to tell someone to tell someone to S your D? I definitely would not, especially not some random guy as I'm walking out of a stadium where I've just beaten Philadelphia. Um, you know, I, I definitely I was saying. It, I don't think it's worth $25,000. I think that he definitely deserves the $25,000 fine that he received. 
I gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense for me. Um, let, let's move on. That looks that's that, there's not a whole lot we have today for the NBA, but let's talk about that win. The Grizzlies win oh against God. the Warriors. Oh my gosh. Dude. Mark, I, I remember I remember texting you last night and saying, uh, is this real life? Yeah, I I I, I think I, I think I tweeted that at some point too. Like I wasn't sure what was really happening. Oh man, it, I'll be honest. I I did the solo uh, pod on Friday previewing the game because uh, you had some stuff to do, and I, I know what I I kind of I, I, I didn't wasn't real excited about the prospect of the Grizzlies beating the Warriors. I would think I was more. Um, trying to figure out who who was going to guard whom, and and so uh, kudos to the Grizzlies though. I mean, they proved me wrong. They proved a lot. They proved a lot of people wrong though. So, I um man, the Grizzlies the Grizzlies take out the Warriors one eleven one and one. They're two and zero for the first time in a long long time. Um, I don't know. Just what? Just I just want to get your overall thoughts on the game. Just just I mean, just big picture, real quick. You know, it's it, it, it's something I don't want to I don't want to you know jump to these massive after, you know, we played two ball games, but last night was we beat the Warriors, but we we stomped them. I mean, we had them I mean, they made a run there and what made it, I think, brought it back to nine there at early fourth quarter, and then we just came right back out again with another spurt, and I, I'm a little, I mean, Mark Gasol was downright unbelievable last night. No, I mean, Mark, Mark Gasol was just straight up dirty. I mean, 31 points, 14 rebounds. I, that, that, 30, 34, 34 points. 34 and 14. Points. Yes. Let's give the man his due. You're right. I'm sorry. That was an extra three that I missed there. That was probably uh, that dirty-ass he, three he dropped on Clay Thompson's head. Oh, he made, oh, when, he made, when he made Clay Thompson dance for it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, Mike, I mean, what's, what's, what, what's awesome about that game last night is that Mike didn't even play a great game. Mike Conley did not play well. He did he did do Draymond dirty there in the I think it was early third quarter. He put the the stutter on him. Draymond almost fell down. He just stepped back to the right and dropped that three on him. But you know, it was such an awesome game last night. I I was I texted you and I, I tried to take some notes throughout the game just to, you know, help recall the, certain things, you know, that I thought would, you know, turn the game or change the game and in that third and fourth quarter, I, I texted you, and I was like, I can't even take notes. I'm just jumping up and down and screaming at the television. Uh, I mean, when we had we had two straight alley-oops, two in a row. It was weird. And Jarrell Martin finished one of them. It was even weirder. So, um, yeah, that, so, <laughs> so, so that leads me into the first thing I want to talk about. It was Mark and Mike. Uh, Mark saw, like, he saw, like you mentioned, 34-14. Dude was just straight-up nasty. But like you mentioned, Mike Conley did not have a good game. Like for the most part of the game, like he just struggled. Like he, like, I think at one point he was like zero for six. I mean, he really struggled throughout the game. And so, it's good to know that you can still be out there competing. You know, without Mike, you know, having that game. We, you and I both said, I think you know, in our in our preseason episodes and our in the summer episodes that we thought that, um, you know, if if Mark and Mike weren't weren't moving and weren't scoring twenty twenty five a night, they weren't even gonna have a shot. Um, you know, and so Gasol scores 34 makes, you know, that's a little way higher than he normally scores, but still like I'm with you. It's good to know that the, the, without Mike, you still can, not only can you hang with the Warriors that you can put a, you know, a 15 point lead on them. You know, that's, I think at one point it was 19. That's impressive. Yeah, it was, 
it was awesome. Everybody, everybody did their part. Everybody played well. When Jarrell Martin came from the three-point line with that follow-up dunk, I about jumped out of my apartment last night, Martin. I mean, it was yeah. unreal. It, it was uh, very. It, it was it was such a great and no one, you know, we're we're talking about all these offensive things and he's holding the Warriors to 101 points. Like, yeah, I mean that that's that's even more I'm, impressive. You know, we we I, I was so scared that this team had lost, really just lost its defensive identity with with Tony gone. And I mean they they're playing amazing right now, and I I, I can only just hope that it keeps up. Yeah, you you do hope that it, it continues. And and what is what's important to note, and I think I tweeted this last night, is that you know they look like they have the same defensive intensity, but their offense is even more. I wouldn't say high power, but they're able to get buckets, and they're able to get buckets on the you know without Mike and Mark out there with the bench unit. Like you know they have increased their offensive firepower from the, at least in the first two games, but yet they still have their defensive intensity, and you know. Yeah, obviously, if you keep the same defense they've been doing for years, and you improve your offense, I mean, you're gonna win more games. You would think that's the you know, you would think that's the case anyway. That you're gonna win more games. Um, I do want to I do want to talk about some individual efforts. Let's talk about Dylan Brooks. Dylan, get buckets, Brooks. That's what we're going with. I think. I don't know if you can think of something better. We'll go with something better. But Dylan, I'll, Dylan I'll Brooks. Brainstorming cap on. Let's put. We'll we'll come back with some a few. Uh, Dylan Brooks, nine points, two assists, two rebounds. He had five fouls, but did have to guard Clay Thompson and and Kevin Durant uh, a lot of the night, so that's to be expected. Uh, he still looks like an NBA player from my notes, and he also played 32 minutes. Uh, that is uh, a team high along with Mike Conley. So him and Mike both played 32 minutes. Uh, interesting to note about Dylan Brooks is that, yeah, I think I tweeted this as well, that he is the one with 45 seconds to go. He's out on the court. I mean, second game in – against the Warriors, I think it was like an eight-point lead, and Dylan Brooks is on the floor, I mean, closing the game out. So that shows you how much trust Fizdale has in Dylan Brooks. And still, he, like I said, he still looks like an NBA player at this point. He did. He, he had a couple uh, drives at the end of the shot clock last night that, you know, he was basically double-teamed because there were, you know, two seconds left on the shot clock. He drove in, made a basket. He hit a three at the end of the shot clock in the corner. I mean, he's he's being up. He's got so much energy out there. And the guy can just get buckets. I mean, that is a good name for him. He can just get buckets. Whether it be driving to the lane, finishing at the rim, shooting the mid-range, shooting the three ball. I mean, the guy can just play basketball. And it's, it's so much fun to watch. And I'm so thankful that our front office staff you know, finally made a good draft decision. Yeah, it, it's it's it looks that way. If we could just pretend that we picked Dylan Brooks instead of Wade Baldwin, that's an easy way to cope cope with uh, the bad draft picks. So it does look like at this point he is a player. It does look like he is a real basketball player. So we you know hopefully he that continues. But again, getting thirty two minutes, I did not see that coming at all. Like not even close to that. I think it was thinking like fifteen minutes. You know, twelve to fifteen is what I was thinking for him. I, I did not even see thirty two minutes even remotely planning to factor, especially in a second game out um, against the Warriors. That, 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 that is what blew my mind more than anything out there. But, you know, like I said, if I, I like the fact that with Fizdale, I mean, if he, if he's shown that if people are, are, you know, they're playing well, he's just going to, he's going to keep them out there and keep, keep, keep playing them. So 
I'm all for that. I'm all for rolling with a hot hand. Um, let's move on to Martin, Jarrell Martin. Um, you know, he, he had eight points. He did have those couple alley-oops. Um, to be honest with you, like that was pretty much his bright spot. <laughs> um, you know, I, he was, he looked better than he looked the last game and, you know, which is not hard to do because he had four turnovers and five fouls in the last game. So, uh, what do you think about Jarrell Martin? I thought that, uh, I mean, I thought that he played actually really good switching defense, which he has not shown to be able to do in the past, and that's something that he has to do at his size and his ability to move. You know, he, that, that four spot, especially when we're playing someone like Marcus Ball, that four spot has to be somebody that can guard and switch. And last night he did amazing on it. I mean, he got switched uh, on the – on the step at one point there in the third quarter and just stuck with step all the way through the lane. I mean, he ended up, you know, he, he got some points. He, I thought he played really hard. I thought he played really well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited about what he's been doing. He, I, he didn't play, you know, too great in that first game, but you know, he had, he did have four turnovers and five fouls, but I, I never felt that, you know, I, I wasn't like, this guy is just awful at basketball, you know? And uh, last night, I, I loved what I saw. And and now it's kind of making you think, did we really need to pay Jermichael Green $12 million? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm still not sold on Drell Martin. I, I think there's still, he's still got a lot of flaws in his game, unfortunately. I, I hope for his sake, I hope, and for the Grizzlies' sake, I hope he comes along. I hope that he's that... Now he's a, he's just another uh, tool in Fizdale's tool chest, and you never know. You know, like you said, if we just pay Jarrell or Jamaica Green that much money, that, it, at some point, if 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 Jarrell Martin comes along like you would hope him to, and kind of be that Jamaica Green uh, type of player in that you know uh, four spot, you know, maybe one of those guys become expendable. Maybe one of those guys become a trade asset, and you can maybe get some. Tra- you know, maybe you can get some first round picks back that you. Uh, that you gave away in years past. So who knows? I, I mean, you, so you think Jarrell Martin's an NBA player, like quality NBA player? I think that he he has the athleticism and skill to be. It's, it's still it's still very you know it's still definitely yet to be determined if he is going to be a quality rotation player in the NBA. But I think he has the the skill and size and athleticism that you know he's what he's. Every he's six nine, six ten. Yeah, you know he's a big dude. So I think uh, you know if he if he keeps progressing and getting better, then there's no reason he won't be a quality rotation NBA player. Well, let's hope for the best on that one. And well, you know, hopefully he's going to get his shot. You know, with with Drummart being out uh, four to six weeks, he's going to definitely get a shot. He's going to get he's definitely going to get minutes because they have a very thin front court. So. We will definitely know by the end of this stretch. I think I said this Friday. We'll know by the end of this stretch uh, when Jermichael Green when Jermichael Green comes back whether Drell Martin's a player or not. So we'll, we'll know real soon. I think. Uh, yeah, let, let's, I think you're right, Mark. Uh, let's move on. Chandler Parsons, uh, 15 minutes, eight points, two for four from three, three from six from the uh, from the field. Uh, you know, I I would say he looked good. You know, he he he. His two three pointers that he made had a definite had had you know had arc on his shot. They looked good. I mean, you know, he's still not where you want him to be. Obviously, he's still not where 
um, where I would like for him to be, and obviously where you not, you know, you would not where he where you don't want to be. Sorry, let me say that again. Good lord, um, he's obviously Try not again. where One more time. <laughs> you would like him to be either. But um, given the parameters, given what we've seen, you know, so far, uh, shooting fifty percent from the field, uh, you know, not taking a whole lot of shots, but being pretty effective in the shots he does take. Uh, didn't really contribute much else. He had a rebound and an assist. Um, what did you think about Chandler Parsons? Uh, I mean, you know, he didn't give me $92 million worth of performance, but he's, he's definitely, he definitely looks better. Um, you're right, he was two for four from three last night. Um, you know, he definitely looks way better than he did at any point last season. So if, if we're progressing in the right direction, which it looks like we are, you know, we'll, we'll see what we get here. And I think maybe by the time December rolls around, you know, it'll been a couple months into playing and we'll, we'll really figure out if he's, if he's the Chandler Parsons that we paid a whole bunch of money or if, if he's the guy that we can put out there for 15 minutes a game and, you know, hope he shoots two of five, three of five from three. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he is obviously going to still he's still going to take time. He only played 15 minutes. Um, you know, he's still coming along. But like you like you like you mentioned, yes, he's not the the he's not the the money that you the the money that you're paying. He's not the player that you're getting. Uh, you know, I think everybody would agree with that. But I think we you probably know this as well as I do. We all have to lower our lower our expectations this year for Chandler Parsons. We have to be able to just say, hey, you know what? Like we said in the preseason. We just need him getting out there, double digit, you know, double digit, double digit scoring, you know, 12, 13, 14 points a game. And that will probably, you know, that would be sufficient for this team. Um, and, you know, if Dylan Brooks is going to go out there and get you nine, 10, you know, points a game that the guy you didn't think was going to contribute at all, you know, he might not even have to do that for this team to be good. But obviously, if he comes along, you know, if he starts to get back into what he used to be and, and can shoot the three ball well, I mean, that that changes this team. Obviously, completely, and I think you would we would both agree with that. Um, the last uh, few guys, uh, Tyreek and Mario, they I think they both looked back on they looked on track. Um, they looked like the the bench squad that you needed. They both scored double digits. Uh, Mario looked good. I mean, Tyreek looked good. <laughs> Tyreek and Mark Gasol in that pick and roll is is lethal. I said this on Friday, the Friday pod, but like Tyreek and Mark, like. The mark, the fact that Mark can shoot the three ball, I mean that that's a really deadly pick and roll combination because Tyreek can get to get to the the basket with ease, and Mark can just step out and shoot the three, and Mark can also go to the. I mean, there's just so many different ways you can you have to play that pick and roll, and so many different options that those two have. Um, but I thought they looked really good. I think you know, like I said, those are the guys you need scoring off the bench, and Tyreek put in you know, put in twelve, seven rebounds, two assists. Mario had ten points, uh, three assists. A steal, block, rebound. So I mean, I thought the I thought they played just how you want them to play. Oh yeah, Tyreek was awesome going at the rim. Even his and uh, uh, Mario Chalmers in that game closing it out. He was and he was giving it to Steph Curry last night. He was giving it to him on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he was all over him. And you could tell that Steph was not a big fan. And uh, I, I loved it. I thought he was great last night. And he closed the game out as well. Um, so I, he was he, I'm so thankful that he's back to be 
Murphy and Rio. And even though the other, uh, you know, in that first game, we kind of talked about it, he did not shoot the ball very well at all. And we were still like, he played a great game. He was great. It was great. So I'm I'm very excited about both of those guys. And I know that Reek is on a uh, minutes restriction right now. So, you know, hopefully he continues to stay healthy and get healthier and be able to provide, you know, however many minutes he needs tonight. Yeah, apparently uh, he threw that out in the post game, and I'd, I'd not seen that before. He he said that he was on a minutes restriction in the post game interview last night. That he was getting, I think, like he said, twenty minutes a game. He played twenty three, so I, I didn't, I had not seen that before. But that's an interesting note. So Tyreek is on a minutes restriction until I guess until we see different. Um, yeah, he just talked about it in the post game. That's the only reason I knew. Yeah, I said I hadn't seen it. I don't think anybody had seen it out there either, and they may not have wanted him to say that. <laughs> they may not have wanted him to say anything about it, but uh, it's out now. So um, uh, I do want to move on. Speaking of Mario giving Steph Curry the business, he acted like a child on Saturday night. The Warriors come in here and they get just about everything they want because they're defending. They're the defending champions. And you know what? They probably should, because they're really good at basketball and they do a really good job of creating contact. So they get a lot of calls. Unfortunately, the Grizzlies play a style of basketball that's very physical from the start. And when you play a style of basketball that's very physical from the start, and you you have players that. Um, kind of set the tone for the night. And so basically what was a foul, you know, not is always is not always a foul anymore in this game. And so um, I thought the, the Grizzlies did a very good job from the start, just setting the tone of how physical the game was going to be. And then down the stretch, they just, the Warriors just stopped getting called because what is normally foul, it just wasn't a foul in this game because the Grizzlies play so physical and play you so hard, uh, you know, especially under the basket going for rebounds. Dylan Brooks is all over the place getting getting into uh, getting into it with Kevin Durant. I mean, it was just everywhere. So like, you know, you you set the tone there, and then down the stretch they're losing. It's frustrating, and Curry doesn't get a call, and he throws his mouthpiece at the official, uh, which he later said he wasn't even aiming for the official, which is total bullshit. Um, total just, bullshit. They, they they act like they act like children. I mean, they acted like a child. It was it was trashy. It was as trash as people booing Chandler Parsons on their own team the other night. It's, I mean, that's how trash, I mean, it's just, just this, it's unacceptable. And I, I don't understand how any Warriors fans will be okay with that. I mean, if, if Marcus all did that on the court, I'd be like, you know what? That's, that's a bad look. You know, you, you couldn't, you can't be throwing mouthpieces at officials. Um, so I'm, I'm obviously, I, I, I think you probably agree with me, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Kind of how you saw it play out. I mean, I was just, I thought it was trash from the get-go. They just, you know, and then Durant, I guess, was, uh, he got into it with a ref, was flipping people the bird, and was telling people, he, you know, don't forget to have a championship ring when he's walking up the court, even though he joined a 70-win team to get there. Like, you know, I don't know, man. What did, what did you think? Uh, I mean, it, definitely total bullshit that he wasn't trying to throw his mouth. Oh, absolutely. The ref. That's exactly what he was trying to do. Um, you know, what what I kind of noticed throughout the game is that Draymond deserved three technical fouls in that game. There were Absolutely. three separate times. There were three separate times that if any single player on the Grizzlies would have acted like that, they would have been kicked out of the game. And 
I mean, it was like Draymond was getting after him, man. I could not believe a couple of different times they didn't give him a tech. And then it just kind of – it was great. I don't know. At the end of that game, man, it was great. They were that frustrated. We were that under their skin. You know, like I loved every second of it. And I don't know what it is about this Grizzlies team that gives the Warriors – you know, they have the best record against the Warriors – uh, in the last four years in the league. Yeah. And there's something about this Grizzlies team that just, man, it rubs them the wrong way. And, man, I love it. Oh, I can't get enough of it. It was the best thing I've seen all weekend. Because I, I fully expected them to go in there and I fully expected them to have a really difficult time, you know, possibly lose by double digits. And they didn't. They didn't do that at all. Uh, because this bench unit has gone out and they did it again. They have out. They are outscoring everybody. And I, I said it, you know, I said it on the podcast Friday. But when the preview, when I was talking about what they had to do if they wanted to win, was they had to get buckets whenever Clay and those big three were off the court, and they did. They went out and got a lot of buckets, and they they ran the court. They, I mean, it was just such a different team. Um, it was our pace and space Grizzlies we've been talking about all season, all preseason. So, kudos to us for calling it like it should be. Um, so I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back for that one. <laughs> Um, but anything else from the the Warriors game before we move on to the Houston game? Love the energy, love the effort level, um, love the Mark Gasol aggressiveness. Uh, I believe he had what he put up fifteen shots. Mark, uh, let me uh, check real quick. Mark Gasol was eight for sixteen, so he put up sixteen. Sixteen shots. We talked about that. Uh, the other day, uh, if he shoots the ball 18 times a game, we're going to win a lot of basketball games. I don't care if he's – it was like he was the other night where he was 5 of 18 or whatever it was. When Marc Gasol is aggressive, he's such an unbelievable passer. It opens up the floor for everybody. And, uh, you know, I I love watching it. Marc Gasol is an amazing player. And uh, it's, it's so excited when he is aggressive. He's unbelievable. Uh, also, you know, what are we going to – what's going to happen with Andrew Harrison once we get a two-guard? I mean, we've got we've got Wayne Selden and Ben McLemore hurt right now. I mean, it, it's kind of a little bit strange to me that, it, that we have a player starting that I feel like once we have a, a couple players come back healthy that he's not even going to get to play. Does, what do you think about that, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right. It is weird, but I don't think I only think he's starting because you want to keep, uh, you know, you want to keep Tyreek, Mario, Dill. You want to keep that bench unit together, especially now that they're getting some chemistry together. They're playing well. Um, I think that's probably the only reason Andrew Harrison is starting still. But like you said, once Settleton comes back, once especially once Macklemore comes back, uh, I don't know if Harrison cracks the rotation, uh, especially now with Ty- Dylan Brooks playing the way he is. Um, and you saw it the other night. I mean, like, Andrew Harrison has had a very short lease the other night. Like, he made a, a, a really bad play, and he he got taken out immediately. Um, so I, I think that's great because I don't think Andrew Harrison can play very well. I don't think he's good at – I don't think he's good at his defense. And we just got rid of Tony Allen because of the same reason. So I don't really know uh, what they're going to do. I would – I would. my guess would be that Andrew Harrison doesn't play uh, once those two come back. And then after that, I think it's going to be a really end of the bench weird situation. I mean, do you play, you know, eleven guys a night? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough minutes for that. Like, 
I mean, Brandon Wright only got 11 minutes um, last. I mean, last night. But I mean, there's a reason for that because he just it was a style of play, the way the Warriors play. But man, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Man, you know, I thought he played a great 11 minutes. I, I, I loved, too. I, mean, I, I thought, thought he played, he played a really good 11 minutes. I think he's great for that second unit because it's you know it's Mario, it's Tyreek, it's Chandler. Uh, you know he those all three of those guys can you know he literally is just running around setting screens nonstop. You know it's, no he so played all, great. Everybody yeah. everybody there can you know can take it to the rim and finish and uh, so I, I think that uh, I think he's great with that unit because that's what he is. He is. Uh, you know, a, a pick and roll, uh, you know, big guy. That's that's what he does. He does it. He does it really well. And I'm, I'm you know, I, I think it's great for that second unit. Yeah, I thought he played well too. It was 11 minutes, but it was a, a good 11 minutes. Let's move on to Grizzlies, Houston. Uh, the Houston Rockets are uh, the three and zero now. Uh, they played Saturday. They beat the Mavericks. Uh, they scored a bunch of points every game they they have played. Um, and, and now this has just come out yesterday, I think. Chris Paul is likely out for several weeks because of a knee problem. Um, bad for the Grizzlies, or bad for Houston, good for the Grizzlies. Um, just thoughts on the Rockets so far. Did you, uh, did you man, fall over you over there? Did you fall over? What are you doing? Sounds like you fell off a ladder. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, um, they're three and zero, and they've scored a crap ton of points. So there's not really too much you can say bad about them. Uh, I, it, it, it is definitely a good thing that Chris Paul is going to be down for a couple weeks because we play them four times in the next two weeks. I feel like um, we do, so and he'll be out. Every, he'll be out for every pretty much every game. So he, we won't see him at all this year. That's that's fine with me. Uh, he's he's one of the best point guards of probably of all time, so I'm I'm okay with not seeing him. It's not like they're missing a beat when they have James Harden playing point guard, but uh, you know I'm I'm excited for this matchup tomorrow. We're gonna have to run them off the three point line uh, and make them kind of the same way you know the Spurs played them last year in the playoffs. Run them off the three-point line, defend the rim, make them make them shoot that mid-range jumper that they don't want to shoot. You know they're a, a Rick Pitino style lay it up or tray it up, and so let's you know I think we've got to do a really good job of running them off the three-point line and trying to defend the rim as you know as, as much as we can and and see how we go from there. I'm I'm excited about the game. I'm excited to. Uh, you know, see what the Grizzlies, you know, have in store. We have not fared well against Houston uh, in the past, so uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, they they do shoot a lot of tree, uh, do shoot do shoot a lot of threes. We, obviously, they you know we can't afford to trade two for threes, as the old saying goes. So, like you said, the running them off the three point line is is going to be absolutely key. Perimeter defense is going to be absolutely key. Um, so, who do you think starts out? guarding James Harden. I mean, my Andrew bet Harrison. is going to be Andrew Harrison. Andrew Harrison will start out guarding him. Uh, I think that, you know, we'll see how long, short a leash he has again uh, tomorrow night. But I think that it's, it's going to be the same starting lineup, that it's going to be uh, definitely be uh, Harrison taking that, taking that Harden. You know, even at, 
even just to start the game because we know Harrison isn't going to finish the game. Right. He hasn't yet. So we might as well have, you know, Andrew start the game off, you know, have, have a couple fouls to give uh, so that, you know, Mike doesn't have to come out of the game early in the first quarter due to foul trouble or anything like that. More importantly, how quick until James Harden starts cooking the shit out of Andrew Harrison <laughs> and they have to go to someone else? I would say probably uh, mid-first quarter, into first quarter. I mean, James Harden cooks the shit out of everybody. Uh, so, That's you know, I think it's – I mean, I, I'm, Andrew Harrison would – I mean, uh, Tony Allen had his had his struggles with James Harden as well. If I remember a game a few years ago, I'm pretty sure James Harden made one field goal and shot 28 free throws. Oh, I remember the game. It was the most infuriating, infuriating game I've ever watched in my life, I think. I hated it. Uh, speaking I mean, of foul the shots. Guy, the guy can straight play. Speaking of foul shots, how many times do you think Harden goes to the line? He, By the way, he only went to the line four times um, on Saturday. I think especially now that Chris Paul's out, I'm going to go say over under 12 times. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, he scored thirty points, or excuse me, twenty nine points on Saturday, seven assists, two steals. Uh, I mean, they played without Chris Paul as well on Saturday. So, um, you know, really the people who they they only had three people that scored the buckets for them. They had uh, James Harden, Eric Gordon, and Clint Capella. And well, excuse me, Nene also had dropped in fourteen, but Trevor Reza only scored eight. Ryan Anderson only scored three. Um, Eric Gordon uh, dropped in eighteen. So, I mean, like, you know, they typically, Trevor Reza, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, those guys are dropping in threes from everywhere, like you said. So, um, I'm interested to see exactly how Trevor Reza plays and Eric Gordon, you know, how what we do to stop Eric Gordon as well. Um, I would assume that James Ennis would play Eric Gordon, uh, I, and I would, I would assume that uh, Mike Conley probably stays on Trevor Reza. I don't know, but I'll be interested to see how Fizdell starts out the defensive lineups in the first quarter. We shall see tomorrow night, my sir. Um, last thing uh, on one the... Thing, one go one ahead. quick thing I do want to mention uh, uh, about the Grizzlies in these first two games, if we we have to clean up the foul shooting. I know Mark was like 14 of 14 last night, but the rest of the team was abysmal. Yeah. We've got to clean up this foul shooting. I really thought it was going to come back and, and, and bite us in the rear end there against the Warriors. Thank God it did not, but we, we cannot be shooting 50% from the foul line every time we go. No, you're right. And that it, you are correct. In the first two games, that's probably the one of the things that the kind of the glaring thing that you see that like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it could have been, you know, it could have been a 20 point game instead of a 10 point game. So yeah, they, they've, they definitely have got to get back to at least their 75, 80% uh, that they've been in the past few years. And I think that I will, think they were 78, last year i think they'll come back i think they'll i mean i think that's just kind of a getting the rust off kind of thing i think they'll get in the groove and start start knocking them down um but last thing on the warriors uh they have or excuse me on the, on the rockets they have us kind of the same situation as the as the pelicans and the warriors their bench really isn't all that great i mean once once you have their bench come in of pj tucker and demetrius jackson and tark black and and Bob Mute, i mean you know not great. Uh, don't really have a whole lot of offense there. And so it's going to be imperative for the Grizzlies to get buckets again while James Harden is off the floor. While James Harden and Eric Gordon off the floor, the Grizzlies have got to get buckets. They've got to put a lead out 
of 19 like they did with the Warriors on the in the bench unit. So when the, the you know those, those starters do come back in, they've got to work even harder just to get it back to even and then work even harder to just kind of get over that hill and get the uh, and get the lead. So uh any last thoughts on the Warriors or the Rockets? Um no, I think it's going to uh, come down to uh, you know, every game is going to come down to defense. We've got to defend well. We've got to run them off the three-point line. And like you said, when those when they've got their big guys, uh, you know, their the, their main core off the court, we've we've got to score and we've got to get stopped. All right, your prediction for Monday night's game. Let's hear it. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Grizzlies win one oh four. Uh, ninety nine. Wow, you're going with a Grizzlies win, and you're going with a hundred over a hundred points. That's bold, my friend. Right, that's bold. Um, ninety nine. I'm probably gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Can I just say the Grizzlies win by eight? Is that? Can I just say sure. the Grizzlies win Why by not? eight? Okay, I'm gonna say the Grizzlies sure. win by eight. Sure. Cool. Okay. All right. That's it for us. That's it for these. I don't even know what episode we're on, but that's it for our episode. I don't either. It doesn't matter anymore. It's going <laughs> to be a bunch by the end of the year. So uh, that's it for us, though. Uh, if you if you want to talk, hit us up on Twitter. Follow us on the podcast at 3NB Pod. You can follow me at King underscore producer, and you can follow Joe at JR Walter 4. Come hang out with us during the games. Talk to us. Ask us questions. And, uh, Make sure you leave us reviews on the podcast and iTunes. Only five-star reviews. All others will be deleted. Not sure if we can do that, but we will find out if we can and do it. And in that, we'll do it. We'll see you next time. I'll see y'all next time. Have a good one.